Has anyone ever called you a cheapskate, but you were really intending to be frugal? Well, are you ready to add to your argument something about the difference? Well, here you go. And you can thank me later. Residency can be such a letdown when it comes to building your financial foundation, but it truly doesn't have to be that way. If you're a physician wanting to take control over your financial future and take back the freedom you deserve, come hang out with this money nerd. No long hours or sleepless nights. Just you, me, and the Financial Residency Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Amin, and welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited to bring to you today's guest. We are talking with Dr. D, who writes the Frugal Physician blog. She is a primary care physician trained in internal medicine, and along with many new attending physicians, she and her husband found themselves deep into debt. And honestly, they were deeply unhappy about it, rightfully so. In the beginning, they reluctantly chose frugality as a way to essentially turn the tide. And now they're really happy that they did. You're going to hear from her. And because they are now on their way towards financial freedom. So let's welcome Dr. D to the show. Dr. D, thank you so much for being on the show. Really excited to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm such a huge fan. Oh, yay. Okay. I have two fans, one forced fan and one fan that I brought on the show. Exciting. <laughs> oh, humility. <laughs> uh, it's all good. So you blog at thefrugalphysician.com and you talk about something that we normally don't talk about on the show is the concept of either being frugal or I guess actually being cheap. And I, unfortunately, guilty as charged, interchanged the two. And so I thought, well, let's have you on. Let's talk about this as we're going through Facebook Messenger, chatting back and forth. I want to talk about the differences of frugal and being cheap. Can we start with maybe your definition of being frugal? Yeah. So when I started blogging, I was really surprised to hear that the frugal physician was available because it is such an amazing alliteration. Frugal physician is amazing. Anyway, <laughs> I love it. Tooting my own horn. But I realize it's because people don't want to be frugal or want, don't want to be identified as frugal because they equate it with being cheap. But that's, in my mind, not the case. So we're going to set the record straight. Perfect. <laughs> Let's do it. Frugal is cool. Cheap is not. Okay. I don't know yes. if frugal is cool, but let's go with it. <laughs> frugal is cool. We will change your mind. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Because I, I know I've been frugal in times and I know I've been probably cheap at times, which is horrible to admit when you say it out loud, but it's probably true <laughs> at some point in my lifetime. And you yes. came up with a bunch of fun scenarios that would kind of tell us how being frugal and cheap in those situations would be. So I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to actually keep a tally myself. And I'm going to see how many times I've been cheap. So out of 20, I'm hoping that it's like five, but we'll, we'll clearly <laughs> see. Five too. <laughs> I hope it's sub five and frugal quite often, but we'll see. We've all been college students at some point. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going to blame it on. Yeah. I was in college. <laughs> all of these are when I was in college. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So let's kind of go through some of these scenarios that you kind of laid out. Okay. So when we're talking about the first one, so you, you said taking your son out for his birthday, how would we characterize frugal and cheap in this circumstance? And maybe do you want to explain a little bit further of how someone could be frugal in that? Okay. So say your son wants to go out to a really nice Italian restaurant for his birthday, but you want to save money. So how do you do it? 
So we could at this point say, oh, Italian restaurant that's really expensive. What about this uh, hole in the wall Mexican place? Or we could say, all right, let's go. But instead of me ordering a bunch of food, maybe I'll order, you know, a nice entree and maybe order water instead of wine to drink to keep the cost low on my end and then let him have whatever he wants. Part of me is like, well, my son's four, so he's going to get mac and cheese. (laughs) Which is inherently frugal. (laughs) Yes. Actually, he (laughs) loves mac and cheese. Yeah. Actually, Italian restaurants, pasta with butter, like super cheap. Kids love it. It's amazing. But I can see as he's older, I'll play along. So I would not (laughs) insist him to go to the cheaper place for that. Although I'm like not a real fancy person. I would dig the hole in the wall Mexican joint, especially here in San Diego. But if he wanted to do it, I would let him do what he wanted. Is Lucha Libre still open? I have no idea, but it sounds awesome. That's a good restaurant over there. Yeah. I just don't know if it's still open. (laughs) I'm assuming yes. Let's go with yes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Delicious. Anyway, moving on. So basically the whole thing about frugal and cheap, just don't try to hurt people or hurt their feelings. And then you won't be cheap because cheap is a label that someone else puts on you. It's not something you own because it's not something you really want to be, right? Yeah. No one wants to be called cheap. Yeah. Or miserly, right? Kind of really negative, non-cool words. Okay. Unlike frugal. Okay. Yeah. Frugal is cool. Frugal is still not cool to me yet, but we'll we'll get there. I think by the time we get to the end of this, I'm going to be like, man, frugal's awesome. My wife's going to be like, what happened to you? We'll see. You're welcome. We'll we'll see because I, you know, I and I've talked about this on the show a lot. Is you know, as you put together a budget, putting the things that make you most happy at the very top, and you can't afford all of it, but you can afford the things that, you know, would make you happiest. And as you work down that happiness trail, if you will, eventually you would run out of money because you're hopefully paying yourself first in this instance. So I look at it as like, it doesn't have to be frugal or cheap. It just needs to make you happy. Like, where is it on that happiness factor? Absolutely. Or you need to know what makes you happy because sometimes people don't know that. Most of Um, the time people don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So like we seek happiness by, you know, if we have a bad day of work, I'm going to buy a bunch of stuff from Amazon. Well, a bunch of stuff from Amazon shows up as boxes on your door and then you just feel freaking guilty. Is that what's happening in my house? All of a sudden I go in and all of a sudden I see like four (laughs) Amazon boxes and I'm like, (laughs) and it was the quote unquote, the kids. Honey, what did you do? Okay. So entertainment, how can we talk about being frugal and cheap when it comes to entertainment? Give us an example. Okay. So you're, you know, just going to hang out and you just need something to watch while you're hanging out. What have you done to save money? Netflix? I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't, I don't have cable, cable subscription. subscription. I didn't do, uh, we, we got rid of cable a few years ago. You, sir, are frugal. Okay. Well, it's, it's more just like I don't actually watch TV. We do Netflix yeah. for the kids. Although I've been watching a few movies here and there. Are your kids like obsessed with YouTube? No, I don't because... let them do YouTube. Oh my gosh, you're good. Yeah, yeah mine no are YouTube. clear. They're just on Baby Shark all day long. No, There's no like YouTube. All kinds of people on YouTube. Especially all uh, this stuff. I don't like social media idea. and like how it, it does it. So no YouTube. Good idea. Good idea. All right. Well, anyway, so you are good for being frugal because, you know, if you were cheap, you would hack into your neighbor's Wi-Fi and watch Netflix there. But um, I'm guessing you're it. paying. Yeah, we're paying, but Netflix. I've done that in college. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. All right, all right. So something like that, I guess I was frugal at a time. Look, I blamed it on college already. Perfect. Yeah. So we call illegal cheap. Okay. Illegal cheap. Illegal bad. Cheap illegal. bad. We yeah. got it. Look at yeah, my cool. little brain's working. I love it. <laughs> all right. The next one, going to weddings. I feel like I'm going to get buried on this one. So first of all, let's talk about weddings and how much money they are for no freaking reason. Like how much money does it really take to be like, I'm going to love you forever and you can take half my stuff? A lot of money. Uh, My wife was really good too. We didn't actually spend that much in our wedding compared to everyone that I see around us, but it was still a lot of money. Yeah. 350 people at my wedding. I don't even know 350 people. (laughs) I mean, Facebook tells me I know more than that, but I feel like sometimes I can't remember them any. Yeah, big Irish family, my uh, husband's side, and then a whole bunch of people from my mom's side. But anyway, so how do we save money going to weddings is a question. What have you done in the past when someone invites you to, say, a nice destination wedding for you to go to? Oh, you're going to bury me alive. Okay. (laughs) The inside voice tells me, well, don't go. The, the the realistic that I don't want to get killed by my wife says, honey, let's plan this very far in advance and get the cheap travel and stay in the best Western. Frugal. The frugal travel. There you go. See? The cheap thing would be to not go. I would call that being cheap, I guess. So I guess that would be me interchangeably. <laughs> so, okay. So I guess that was a quote unquote frugal. Yeah. So the okay. cheap thing to do would be like not take other people's feelings into consideration and not go and then they would be hurt and you wouldn't be there, right? True. And your your wife would be mad at you. That would be bad. That's more of the driver. If I was single, <laughs> it'd have been like, ah, uh, I got to work. <laughs> Call your yeah. own boss. Yeah. My boss is an a-hole. Yeah, <laughs> uh, must be nice. <laughs> no. So like, yeah, so basically you're doing good, you know, like that's what you need to do is figure out ways to save money, but while still keeping other people happy, that's the goal. Other people and yourself, of course, finding that balance between reaching your goals financially and still doing and having the experiences that everybody wants to have. And yeah, credit card points, Staying in a not five-star hotel. Yeah, I get made fun of by my friends that are kind of in the travel blogging space because I never spend the points. I'm like a hoarder with points. So like you just like keep them around? I just like seeing them go up and I try to find the best (laughs) deals, but then I still pay with the credit card because we can, we've been saving. It's in our line item and our budget. And then all of a sudden we have like way too many points. You know, those points are not inflation protected. I know. I know. I just, it's something about seeing the, like, it keeps hitting an extra hundred K and I'm like, yeah, yeah, keep going. (laughs) But I was invited to talk at a conference in Australia in February of 2020. And so we're planning a big trip. We're going to be doing it. Going to be spending a bunch of points. We'll still have a ton left over. So maybe that was the cheap part of me. I don't know. Don't judge yourself by the amount of points you have on your card. Okay. It's like, don't judge yourself by your bank account or your <laughs> network. I love it. All right. Don't so we got. By your happiness. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right. So we got utilities. I love how you got this little list for me, by the way, of like little things and then you're going into this. So let's see. We got utilities. What are you going to bring up this time? Okay. Do you keep your house really freaking cold? I would keep it colder if we could, but the kids, I feel bad. And then my wife is like, it could be 80 outside. And she's like, oh man, it's chilly. I'm like, I am dying. (laughs) So she keeps it at like 70 in the winter. And I'm like, we could lower this a bit, but 
So I'm by choice, I would I would definitely keep it lower. I'm surprised you have AC in San Diego. Yeah, well, this house did. But it oh, gets okay. hot. I mean, technically, it's a desert that backs up to the ocean. So, like, yeah. sounds weird, yeah. but, like, it does get hot. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's good. So, you know, again, you are scoring frugal points here. Good job. That's amazing. I would have actually gone with the cheap one on this one because I would, if again, if I was single, I would just never turn any of that on. Like the I think, heater. I think never go on. Yeah, I think your wife is saving you from a lot of cheapness. Apparently. Yeah. Well, and I thought that. I was like not cheap at all, but okay. This is <laughs> it's working out beautifully. All right. You got working out. Does not working out count for this? Because that's definitely me, unfortunately. <laughs> that costs you more money in the end. I know. Diabetes, hypertension, oh, trust me. failure, Married attack. to a doctor. It, hear it all the time. Yeah. I'm losing weight. That's <laughs> actually one of my goals this year is to lose a bunch of weight. So I'm actually on track, ahead of track, considering the, the goal for 2019. So I only set one major goal. I have dozens of goals, but I don't track them like for resolutions. And, but I do one big goal and that's my big goal this year. So, oh yeah, but I hear it all the time. It's going to cost you. You're going to die. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Love you too. And that would, that's not a nice thing to say, but yes. Oh yeah. Her, her patience her leaves with her patience as I'm told. So, <laughs> all right. So working out, how are we frugal and cheap here? Yeah. Okay. So the frugal thing would be to do it because it's good for you and it brings you value, lots of value down the line. Okay. It saves you from all these terrible things that I just named. Not right? frugal apparently. And makes you happy and makes you look good, which is also a good thing. Yeah, I got a face for podcasting, so we're good. <laughs> oh, my God. I am glad we're not doing video right now, too. But Hey, the, wait a second. I'm just no, kidding. No, not for, I mean, for my sake, not for your sake. I'm just <laughs> oh kidding. Oh, my God, I was trying to get, it to get a dig in for myself. That sounded terrible. Uh, it's all <laughs> dig in to myself. Ah, okay. Anyway, moving on. Yes, to be frugal while working out. You can find ways to save money and still work out. The actually really good way that I recently found was that actually your health insurance will sometimes actually subsidize your gym membership. Mm -hmm. So they'll pay for it. Yeah, uh, it's in that employee benefits package that when you sign on with your employer, everyone listening, that 90 page thing you never read that also tells you like all your retirement benefits and your disability, they're like the real important stuff. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you find in there like, hey, they'll pay for like 50% or your membership to a health club. Yeah. So read it. Dude, I I know. Okay. I was like that weird person that was like asking a million questions, like super interested in my 401k. And everybody was like, shut up. Does who's that make this, me weird? Who's this lady that's asking questions? <laughs> HR's <laughs> like, we've never have... been asked a question before. <laughs> Most people are sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what is this one doing awake? What's the deal? All right. So we got we got the next one. I'm excited to see what you do for this one. Movies. Yeah. So movies, going to the movie theater, very not frugal. Also not cool. Not cool. Well, if you have kids, you really don't go to the movie for like the first <laughs> five years. But like I would totally go to movies if I could because I like that. But even though it's a waste of time, technically, I do make the annual Star Wars outing to go to a movie. I usually go by myself and I'd like because my <laughs> wife hates it. And I will, I will state that our daughter is a Star Wars baby because she was born on May 4th, which also my wife hates, but I will go to that. But unfortunately, I can't go to more movies. So I'm like forced to being frugal at this point, sadly. I think, yeah, you and my husband would get along just fine. Good guy. Yeah. He just bought like a bunch of Star Wars underwear for my 
like his first underwear. It's all Star Wars and Mickey, but and Star Wars. The kid doesn't know. He's never seen the movie, but he doesn't loves matter. Star Wars. Yeah, we have yeah. plenty. We have like plenty of Star Wars stuff for my kids. <laughs> plenty. Yeah. So how are you going to watch your Star Wars? Are you going to hack into your neighbor's Wi-Fi and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then what? Download, download it? So if it was anything probably but Star Wars, I'd be like, oh, whatever. But no, Star Wars, I'll actually, I'd actually go to the, the movie theater for that one. But yeah, hopefully no one from like the FBI is listening. We have downloaded movies. <laughs> this was in college, well, like what? What more than that? 10 years ago. But yeah, we... Faster, was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All those, all those ones. One of my really good friends has like hard drives full of that stuff, which is always fun to go to his house because he's got all the newest stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, okay. So I'm going to call myself cheap on this one. I've totally done that in the past yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally done that one. Okay. So we've talked about the sun going out for your birthday, but the next one is restaurants. Is that kind of okay. the same thing or, or you think it's something different here? Well, something different. So like, have you ever waited tables? No. Do you, how do you feel about tips? I always leave like a 20% tip always, even if it's crappy staff. You are frugal, sir. How's that being frugal? A 20% tip because you're taking care of the people that are taking care of you. Oh. Yeah. It's an investment into your future. Okay. All right. I'll look at it that way. Well, yeah, but they don't know that in the beginning. But you might come back. That's true. Creature (laughs) habit. (laughs) creature habit yeah no i I always like i know people i come from a background of entrepreneurs and while i didn't wait tables i have friends that waited tables and i know that that's a really really tough job so yeah i'm always leaving 20 that's awesome yeah because i mean those kids are working really hard I, i used to do it too but the basic concept here is don't try to save money at the expense of other people and their work you know try to save money by making better choices and perhaps if you need to deprive yourself Although I don't recommend doing that very often, but I would cut back on myself before I cut back on giving to other people because that's what gets you labeled as cheap. Got it. So the cheap would be like stiff in the tip or leaving a really, really bad tip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. Got it. I definitely haven't. Uh, You have gifting on this one. How does that work with frugal and cheap? So for Christmas, for example, I don't like having a bunch of stuff around in my house, but I like giving gifts because it makes people happy. But, you know, there's a way to be frugal about it and there's a way to be cheap about it. The frugal way would be to make something homemade or make something really thoughtful that someone else might appreciate, but still doesn't cost all that much. And cheap would be re-gifting something. Ah, the like, what is it? The white elephant ones where you just like re-gift stuff? Yeah. I I like those ones because those are always really funny where you can like (laughs) spend like $20 and then everyone kind of steals each other's gifts. Those are always fun. But like Christmas stuff, stuff for the kids, I'm like the opposite of frugal or cheap. They get way too much stuff. But I used to buy everyone in my family gifts and they used to be like good gifts and we'd always save for it. But then I realized like they have everything that they need. They don't need more stuff. So I tend to say now, like, don't give me anything. I'm not going to really get you anything and just give whatever you want to the kids. That's really nice. Also give to their 529. (laughs) I try that one. It actually works because we actually had... Amy Chow on from College Backer and mm-hmm. College Backer's got this thing where you can like have a link. So like my son, I'll throw it out in case anyone wants to donate to it, which I'm totally kidding. Please don't. But it's like collegebacker.com slash Wyatt. And <laughs> then we put that on like the little like invitation for his birthday or whatever. And 
like aunts and uncles and cousins, like put 20 bucks in and it's like every little bit helps there. So, um, wow. Is that an actual 529? Yeah. It's a 520. It sits over Utah. It's awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. If anyone listening hasn't heard that show, go back, check it out. But the Abby and I get nothing for this. I just, I love their stuff and that's where I have my kids, but they'll give anyone 20 bucks. If you open up accounts, collegebacker.com slash financial residency. Nice. Yeah. Pretty fun. All right. This one's going out. I feel like I might get in trouble with this one. What do you got for going out? Okay. First of all, this hasn't happened in a long time. So this is mostly by memory. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) I have a four and a two year old. So I'm like, what is that thing she calls going out? (laughs) I have a three and a two year old. Okay. You're right in the same spot. You haven't been out in years. Yeah. Nope. But if you were to go out on a fabled day, would you smuggle alcohol in your purse? Uh, Ryan. No, I don't have a purse, so. <laughs> but in a flask, okay, maybe. Flask, there you go, in your pocket, there you go. Or the frugal thing would be to pregame, drink beforehand, then you can save money at the bar okay. and still have fun. So it's I think going out is different. So like we have season tickets to go see the Golden Knights, uh-huh. which is weird because we've now moved, but I still love it and I give family and other friends buy tickets stuff. But we have definitely pregamed, we've definitely gone and ordered beers there. But we've also brought a flask because they're like $4,000 for a drink. So I don't know if that's being frugal or just being frustrated that it was like $18 for a mixed drink. So I don't know. I don't know how you go with that one. That that would be my going out. <laughs> $18. It's wow. ridiculous. It's it's wow. seriously like 18 bucks or $20 or something for like a actual like Jack and Coke. It better have like actual gold in it. That will make me richer. They gave you like a plastic. I actually have one. They gave you like a plastic one of these, like cups. Oh. (laughs) Which no one else can see but you, but maybe I'll take a picture and throw it up there. But uh, yeah, (laughs) they give you a plastic cup. Hey. It's like a souvenir cup. Totally not worth it. (laughs) The Masters, on the other hand, if you can get tickets to them cheaply, very cheap frugal drinks, actually. Wow. And they give you a cup. I'd be the guy that if I lived close to the Masters, which by the way, if anyone listening, like that's golf tournament, but I would be renting out my house. (laughs) Yeah. I grew up in Augusta's. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly. I'd be renting out that, I'd rent out that bad boy and I'd go somewhere else because it wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I talked with Joel Larsgaard on some other kind of cost saving stuff and we talked about groceries and I am the world's worst at the grocery store. Cause like, you know, when people say don't go hungry, like it doesn't matter if I'm hungry or not. I'm just not frugal or cheap or anything. <laughs> so I'm probably gonna be the exact opposite of this. But what do you have for groceries? Okay. So yeah, I'm the same way. I like to cook and I love like good ingredients. And I hate saying no to myself and limiting myself at the grocery store because yeah, I kind of grew up cheap and I don't want to do that. But there are actually ways to save money and not cut down on the quality. So dumpster diving. Have you ever been? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. So I'm not cheap because it, it couldn't have been frugal. Otherwise, frugal <laughs> is not cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was listening to some podcast and they were talking about like wearing like their wellies and going into the trash can at night and picking out food. People actually do that, yeah. No. which I can actually believe because people throw out a lot of good stuff around here. I mean, I could believe it, but that is not. <laughs> yeah, no. Unfortunately, no one will be getting pictures of me dumpster diving and putting them in the Facebook group. So 
It might be an idea. <laughs> oh boy. Now just for fun, I think I'm going to go like stage some this. photos for it. So, all right. So the cheapest dumpster diving, what's the frugal of this? <laughs> Is it Wait, watching someone dumpster dive? Is that the frugal piece? <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't have to dumpster dive. You can take a step out. Actually, Aldi and Walmart, you don't have to go in their dumpster. They actually already have really frugal stuff there available, and it's actually good quality. I don't okay. People have issues with Walmart, but Aldi's amazing. I like the pickup service at Walmart because I can order stuff at home, and I'm going through my fridge and ordering stuff online, so I don't buy stuff that I don't need, and I don't get enticed by like the nice placement of stuff to buy stuff because I'm total sucker for that. <laughs> I mean, they spend a lot of money on like the advertising, the positioning and all this. Like that's, I get yeah. in so much trouble. That's why I let my wife handle it. It's better for all of us involved. Absolutely better. So, okay. So I'm going to go to clothes shopping. This is okay. something I don't really do. So I'm curious to know, like I'm literally wearing a FinCon shirt. You can see it. It's, I got, I wear free t-shirts uh, <laughs> just cause I don't like buying clothes and I don't know. I'm weird, I guess, but let's see where clothes shopping is. Have you ever bought something and then kept the tag on and returned it? That would require me to buy something, so no. <laughs> like, I just don't buy clothes. Like, my mom maybe has got me clothes in the past, and now Taylor will see something, she might buy it. But, like, yeah, clothes I'm just not going to relate to. But yeah. I could totally see people doing that where they leave the tag on, wear it for a night. Is that where you're getting at? Yeah. Then return yeah. it? Okay. I would definitely call please tell cheap, me. yeah? Please call me that. Okay. I was like, please tell me it's the cheap one. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So what would be the frugal version of this? <laughs> well, so, you know, actually a lot of consignment stores have really good stuff, but I got to say, I don't go to consignment stores very often. What I do more often is actually buy stuff that's been so like Rent the Runway has stuff, has sales. So the stuff that they have had other people wear, they'll sell. So it's like really nice, well-made designer stuff, but it's a lot cheaper and usually a lot cheaper than what you would find in the stores too and much better quality. So, so so the frugal one wouldn't be like, is it called Stitch Fix or like the ones that like send you the box of stuff and you pay a boatload of money for it? That's clearly not the frugal <laughs> one. That can be frugal sometimes, I think. I used to uh, do that when I was pregnant. Because I didn't want to buy a bunch of stuff that I would never, you know, need again because I would never be that size again. So, and as my size was changing, I would just rent those clothes and then move on. Okay. I think that worked. All right. So I guess I could see the side of that where you, you spun that quite positively. I, I'm always <laughs> just like, I think that is so not frugal. But you, you somehow <laughs> turned it back into it. So, all right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... For men, it might not be frugal because your size generally stays the same. I mean, you're not having... Except like for when my wife gets pregnant. <laughs> that's how that's how I gained all the weight. Yeah, I'm totally blaming her because she's not here to defend herself. But <laughs> yep, that's it. Both pregnancies, that's where all the weight came from. It wasn't the lack of exercise or sleep deprivation from having kids. It was definitely the, the pregnancy. <laughs> Sympathy so. weight gain. You yeah. got it. My husband did the exact opposite thing, actually. He would, like, go to the gym really hard while I was getting fat and, like, really try to get in shape right before I had the baby. Like, really? Really? Yeah, he just had a one-up me, too, and he's not even here. Super. (laughs) 
All right. This one, I know I am not frugal or cheap. I'm going to go back to thinking when I was actually working for another financial planning firm, not having my own, but lunch mm-hmm. at work. Ah, yeah. So how do you save money while eating lunch at work? Bring your own lunch, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I, frugal, didn't, I didn't really I do that. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a time where I would like buy lunch at work and then I would buy Starbucks and then I'd buy a drink maybe later on, you know, and like I needed sustenance. I was working really like really long shifts, 24 hours, 30 hours. And, oh, yeah. but it's, but you're literally paying to work at that point. Yeah. Like, and that's a ton of money. If you do it like $10 up, a day, definitely. yeah, it adds up. So yeah. So the cheap thing would be to go to McDonald's and eat at the dollar menu because that's horrible for you. Okay. It doesn't bring you any value, right? Or nutrition. Or nutrition. And it's probably yeah. not real food, but yeah. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by McDonald's. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. Probably shouldn't name names of company. <laughs> that's fine. I just It was nice knowing everyone I've been sued by Walmart or by McDonald's <laughs> and Walmart too while we're McDonald's. at it. We're burning lots of bridges here. (laughs) Um, It's all good. Okay, so we got a couple more. Uh, Let's go with kids' activities. What are you thinking with kids' activities? Uh, Yeah, so like kids like to do expensive stuff sometimes, but sometimes. That's funny. (laughs) Our our kids our age, thankfully, don't have all that much expensive stuff to do yet. But like I can imagine trying to entertain them and like get them like – their traveling cheerleading team or whatever. Like that could be a lot of money. Oh, it, it definitely is. I mean, working with clients I see in, in our kids are, are young. You said three and two or yours, mine are four and two. So like, yeah, we're in that, in that camp of like, they're still kind of young, but just all yeah. the planning clients that have a little bit older kids, kids in junior high or high school, like, oh man, are they expensive? Yeah. Especially daycare. Daycare sucks. Well, yeah, I mean, day, yes, daycare. No, it's amazing. It's a wonderful service. Daycare is quite rough on the wallet too. Yes. So what do we have for frugal and cheap with kids activities? So I found the the frugal way to kind of entertain my kids is like going to the public library generally has a lot of, they have like story time and sometimes they even have passes to local museums. So Hmm. that's a way to entertain them and still like have good quality family time and not spend a ton of money. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And if you wanted to be cheap, you could just turn on YouTube all day. Okay. Well, we don't do YouTube. In the morning, though, they get their their shows because my kids don't like to sleep past like six at the latest. So they get a little TV in the morning before school. But we try to limit screen time as much as we can, but we need to be a lot better, I think, at it. But we got zoo passes to the San Diego Zoo and we've got an aquarium pass to like Birch Aquarium here in San Diego. We go quite often to those and take the kids. And it's expensive when you buy a one-time ticket, but... The year-long annual pass is quite affordable if you just go. Taylor was telling me, hey, these are expensive. I'm like, we're going to go. The kids love it. Let's just make sure we keep going. Okay, so I'll go with that was frugal. Yay. That's Yeah, that was a very frugal thing to do because it's a value that brings a joy to you and your kids. And you made sure to get the full value out of it by going. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah, we have fun. So, okay, uh, let's look at cooking at home. I think you've referenced a little bit on this one, but what else do you have for cooking at home? So like you could cook ramen every day and save money, but I think that would be pretty cheap. Okay. I made jokes about eating ramen, so I can see (laughs) that being cheap. (laughs) 
but like you can jazz up ramen. You can put like egg in it and vegetables and make it a little bit more nutritious, but still it's pretty That's cheap. a good try. That's like <laughs> lipstick on a pig. Doesn't <laughs> Yeah. I like put a ton of soy sauce on it, which is probably really bad for you. Yeah, it's but... good. It didn't have sodium to start with. Let's add more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sodium. It's really good for you. Not no, no, that's really bad. I'm an internal yeah. medicine doctor. That I should not say yeah, do that. not do not take health <laughs> advice from the doctor guest on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Okay, so what's the frugal piece of this? So the frugal piece, I think you could have a lot better meals by just meal planning a little bit and uh, buying stuff that you really need, but also buying low-cost ingredients so that uh, you can make a cheap meal, mm, a frugal meal. Ah, even you did it. See? Oh, my God. See? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> cheap is bad. <laughs> cheap is bad. Yeah, ramen is bad. So, yeah, make nutritious meals. But plan them out. And actually, what helps really a lot is just to choose one day to cook a lot. I choose Sunday because I work a regular Monday through Friday week and uh, make a bunch of food and prepackage it. That way, we have individual meals either for lunch or later on in the week in the week for dinner. And we can just take those out and have something nutritious to eat that's quick as well. So frugal ways to say by cook at home is just batch cooking and cook a bunch of really good nutritious stuff at once and uh, perhaps use a pressure cooker. Oh, um, watch out. Now yeah, you're getting fancy. Get fancy. Oh, man. <laughs> we got one more here on the list with cell phone. And I've talked about this and I actually talked with Joel a little bit on that show with Joel Larsgaard uh, mm -hmm. on cell phones. So what are your frugal and cheap options here? I've known people to... This uh, is totally you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's totally me. To watch data usage like a hawk. I've done that to my husband. I've totally done that. Okay. <laughs> to try to save money. but Is that the frugal or the cheap one? I think that's pretty cheap. Okay. In retrospect. Because we were trying to do that with like a really high cost carrier that it wasn't a very good value to begin with. Okay. And then we switched to an alternative carrier that was still based on data usage, but their baseline rate is really, really low. And that helps save money a ton. And I think that's a lot more frugal. Yeah, I absolutely think so. But how else is he going to download all those movies? I'm curious. <laughs> we just I mean, hack into our you're, neighbors. You're just hacking the neighbor's Wi-Fi, right? <laughs> Cheap all around. Right. <laughs> so I actually have a, a little story. So we've gone, and this was based out of like not cost, but out of just sheer necessity of like, we've had Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, and I can't find service at the house. So I've literally keep switching carriers and it's driving me crazy. So I finally landed on Google Fi and yeah. I actually get service here and our bill is like a fraction of the cost. I thought T-Mobile was cheap, but for two of us on Google Fi, it's like sub $60. So it's like a limited talks and text, but we don't use a ton of data. And of <laughs> course I work from home. So like most of my browsing is from the Wi-Fi portion of my neighbor's Wi-Fi. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, it, you know, that's how I'm using my phone. So it's it's been really, really good in that in that case. So if anyone's interested, there's like a $20 sign up that you can go to financialresidency.com slash Google. But we love it. And I get actual service, which is kind of crazy. Uh, so this was <laughs> done on like sheer necessity, not like I'm trying to cut costs. But then I was like, how are we literally having our phone bill 
there's two of us and it's under $60. Yeah. It's mind blowing. Yeah. We do Google Fi too. Nice. And our bill was like $5 last week. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Some of that was like referral links, but still, you know, it amazing just how much you can i mean it can't be that much like you only get twenty dollars when like every whoever signs up with that link it's like twenty dollars and i think you only get like 10 so it's not like you had like it's just the bill is just that cheap it's yeah i love it it uses like three carries so it's pretty cool so okay the cheap piece was watching data like a hawk what was the the frugal piece to that yeah use an alternative carrier you're doing great okay yeah. Sweet. So, okay, we've gone through the list here and I hit a couple of frugal ones. I definitely hit a couple of cheap ones. I was sub five on the cheap, so I'm excited. Hey. But the part I'm not excited about was I was only a few on the frugal side too. So that clearly means I'm not cheap or frugal, which is not good for ultimately my bottom line or my net worth. So maybe I could be a little <laughs> bit more frugal in a few of these aspects and not <laughs> cheap uh, in that. But I think this is fun. Did you keep track of yours or no? I lost count. You lost count? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with, since you're the frugal physician, then I'm going to say that you were probably a lot more frugal than cheap. <laughs> I'm going to say I was the frugalist. <laughs> the frugalist. That is now a new word. All right. We're making up words here too while we're on the show. I like there it. There we go. <laughs> no, well, I think I've probably done the cheap thing at some point in my life, but I try to be more frugal these days. Yeah. I think I need to be a little bit more frugal. My wife is probably like, oh God, what is he saying? But yeah, we probably need to be a little more frugal with some stuff. So, well, for those that don't know where you're at, Dr. D, tell them where you blog and what you're up to and what they can kind of look forward to by subscribing to your awesome blog, which I really do like. (laughs) Thanks. I blog at thefrugalphysician.com and I talk about, you know, money saving ideas, but that things that also increase value in your life and prevent you from being a bad person and being cheap because that's not cool. But you can get more frugal tips at Twitter, at Frugal Physician, on Facebook, at The Frugal Physician, on Instagram, at Frugal Physician, and on Pinterest, at The Frugal Physician. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, so check out <laughs> thefrugalphysician.com. If you didn't get that, I'm pretty sure we could say it 17 more times of The Frugal Physician. Frugal but physician. thank Frugal you so physician. much for being on. This is super fun. Yeah, now you're going to keep going with the alliterations on it, but (laughs) thank you so much for being here. It was so fun to to actually see you, talk to you, and again, get to have you on the show. Thanks so much. It was a great time. In our journal club, we're going to be discussing an article that was posted on the site Smart Money MD titled, Weighing the Geographical Arbitrage Scale for Physicians. In it, the author discusses how the costs of working in various regions are manifested. Smart Money MD also looks at various cities and explains how to use the geographic arbitrage scale to compare variables between cities in your job selection. It's a fascinating article. I think it was really well written, and I'm excited to dive in. I want to really highlight the five variables that Smart Money MD said to look for. So the first one is income. That's your earning potential and includes retirement options and benefits. The second one was the work-life balance and it includes access to family and friends. The third one was environment outside of work. What is the weather like or the activities that are present? The fourth one is career satisfaction, the opportunities to innovate or the lack thereof, depending on the physician's preference. And the last one was the cost of living. And the higher score means the lower cost of living. 
And he gave a real realistic example and I liked it. So I want to quote it. One of my colleagues currently works for a six physician group in the Bay Area, which we all know has a super high cost of living area. His group has five offices and two surgical centers to commute among between the week. He takes practice call every three weeks since the practice has a rule that the three senior doctors do not have to take call. Sounds kind of nice. In addition, he takes shared call for five regional hospitals every five weeks. The practice building events include lectures and monthly seminars and trade shows. That sounds insane. That sounds like a ton of work. It sounds like there's no work-life balance. And I like how in this article, Smart Money MD encourages us to take a realistic look at the trade-offs and to look closely at that quote-unquote daily grind. When Smart Money MD says it'd be interesting to see how long someone could tolerate a low geographical arbitrage scale that offers this high income, I really wonder that too. And I want to know how we might be able to facilitate some analysis on that. And, and even in my own life, in, in our experience, we moved from San Diego when Taylor finished fellowship to Las Vegas, and now we're back in San Diego. And I felt like with the work-life balance and environment, we were on the three to six part of the geographical arbitrage scale, which indicated, you know, keeping up with your job, but consider looking for better opportunities if they're available. And it wasn't absolutely urgent that we moved from Vegas, but we also didn't want to be there where it was just to stick it out for our entire careers. So Smart Money MD, excellent article, and I'm going to make sure I link to this in the show notes for all of you to check it out at financialresidency.com. I hope you guys enjoyed the show as well as the Journal Club, and here are the five takeaways that I want you to walk away with. Number one, when you're creating a budget, put the things that make you most happy at the very top. It doesn't have to be frugal or cheap. It just needs to make you happy. Like where is it on that happiness factor? Next, we discuss how to handle different budget busting scenarios, including the destination wedding. So the cheap thing to do would be like not take other people's feelings into consideration and not go and then they would be hurt and you wouldn't be there, right? True. And your your wife would be mad at you. That would be bad. That's more of the driver. If I was single, (laughs) it'd have been like, ah, I got to work. And with everything, there must be some balance. The frugal physician discusses what the goal is in keeping everything even. So basically you're doing good. Figure out ways to save money but while still keeping other people happy. That's the goal. Other people and yourself, of course. Finding that balance between reaching your goals financially and still doing and having the experiences that everybody wants to have. Next, we also talk about utilities, which can really bust your budget. It can also be a real surprise to see how big your electric bill might be after a cold snap or during the hottest months of a scorching summer. Do you keep your house really freaking cold? I would keep it colder if we could, but the kids, I feel bad. And then my wife is like, it could be 80 outside. And she's like, oh man, it's chilly. (laughs) So she keeps it at 70 in the winter. And I'm like, we could lower this a bit, but I would have actually gone with the cheap one on this one because I would, if again, if I was single, I would just never turn any of that on. Yeah. I think your wife is saving you from a lot of cheapness. Apparently. Yeah. And I thought I was like not cheap at all. And finally, the gym is also another area where people cut when they're trimming their budget. And let's hear what Dr. D has to say about that. 
the frugal thing would be to do it because it's good for you and it brings you value, lots of value down the line. Okay. Saves you from all these terrible things that I just named. Not right? frugal, apparently. And makes you happy and makes you look good. So as our community update here, you know that we've been working really hard at pushing out new shows, including the Physician Finance Minute, which is our daily tip for all of you. Please go check out that podcast. Again, it's Physician Finance Minute, as well as the Money Care Specialist podcast. And as of last week, we released our first Friday segment for the Financial Residency Show. Yeah, you you heard that right. Not only do we have the main show going on, we have two others going on, an Alexa briefing skill, and now a second show per week called in, on our Friday segment. While it's super fun to share all this knowledge with you guys on air, this still remains. There's a lot to learn about money, and I'm really happy to guide you in the ways that I know have proven successful for physicians, as well as the guests that I bring on the show. Please always feel free to drop in your comments or your questions into the financial residency community, or just shoot me an email and let me know your thoughts at ryan at financialresidency.com. The power is there, and it's only as good as the engagement from all of us as a community. So please get involved. I'm super pumped that you guys have decided to take some time out of your day to listen to me just yap about finances. It's my passion and I know I'm like super nerdy about it, but this information is for you and I'm just happy to be the messenger. While I'm honored to have you here with me, I can't give you any specific advice on your financial situation through the show. You should consult an attorney, a CPA, or should reach out to me, a fee-only financial planner, before you go and make any big money decision. It's just the smart thing to do. Next week, we have a great show planned with our special guest in quotes, my partner at Physician Wealth Services, Casey Kress. And we're going to dissect a really interesting article on financial literacy in America. Have a great week. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.